Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 1, Episode 5. In this episode, Vincent Butler and myself, Kevin Benenning, talk rally. Vincent wanted to start off by paying tribute to the late, great Brian Patterson, and then we go on to discuss his career, starting out from his early exploits in the money right through. I think you'll enjoy this. What could you do in a works car with works back up, you think, Frank? Sure. Take it handy and win every rally around. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie Fisher and Andrew Nesbitt have made the 1999 event a classic, as we have already said. Never has so much been provided for so many by so few. The proudest time and the seat of a rally here, because that day and that hour and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. In this uh, episode of Crunching Gears, I'm delighted to welcome along Vincent Bonner. Vincent, thank you very much for joining us. Not a problem, Kevin. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I suppose we should start off with mentioning Brian Patterson, who recently passed away. I suppose you have very fond memories of Brian. Oh, me and Brian went back a long, long way. And just when, when you started there, I'm just delighted that you, you asked me about him because I would like to send my condolences to Liz, his wife, and their family, because I knew them for years and years and years, and a beautiful family they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a terrible thing to happen, you know, so quick because I didn't even know that he was sick or anything like that, you know, and just uh-huh. out of the blue and die. So it's a terrible shock for them, you know, as well as the whole community of the rally world, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and then with the COVID, no, we weren't even probably able to, you know, do, go to the funeral or offer condolences in the normal way either, you know. So that's just what happens when you, you know, uh, you're only allowed maybe to go to the graveyard with a few people, not very many people. And, no, no. You know, it's terrible, you know, and maybe sometime we'll meet up again and we'll talk about it. But at the minute, it's just a devastating time for them, you know, yeah. just Awful, awful thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, now, I suppose we can start getting into this here. So how, like, you know, how did you get involved in motorsport in the first place? Well, I tell you, Kevin, how it started away. I got married in 1969. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, I just had a wee garage bit here beside me home in Dunlow and uh, was always interested in kind of fast cars and whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, the money was at, at the time, they, that was the one to have. And I yes. uh, always wanted to have a money and I went away looking for one. And eventually I came and won down in uh, Claren County Offaly and I bought it of a fella that used to look after McDonald's rally car. Oh. And, uh, and I landed down to him anyway. And, made a deal and bought the car and I remember him when I was leaving he says uh, you're not going to rally this car and I says well that's not the intention anyway at the minute <laughs> but he says you know try and keep them intentions like that because he says you know rallying can be very very expensive <laughs> so we left there then and then I came home and was working away in the garage and whatnot and there was a fella from the county here he was uh, 
a motor factor and his name was Jackie Harris. And he used to call once every week and we'd be talking about this and that and everything else. And then we started, he started talking about the motor club being formed in, down in Cranford in 1970. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got into it then. And the next thing, that year passed. And in 1971, they decided to run a stage rally here in the town in Dunlow. And the mm -hmm. way that that came about was there was a, a chemist here and his name was Vincent McElwee. And he was on the committee of the festival. And uh, he had a nephew down in Milford, or down, yeah, down in Milford, and he used to have the cinema, and his name was Fancy McElwee, and he was on the committee yeah. on the, of, of the motor club. And they got talking together and they decided to run a stage rally here in Dunlow. Mm -hmm. and then Jackie, as he said, came around and we were talking about it, and he says, Well, I'm going to get a buy of my name going to it. And I says, Well, sure, I'll get the care that I have and I'll try and prepare for a rally. And uh, that's how I got started with it. And I got to know a fella, he was a real money specialist and uh, just outside of Pedico, a fella by the name of Mervyn Johnson. You've yes. probably heard of him. Oh, of course, and, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, got friendly with him and with all the bits and pieces and whatnot. Uh, Coming near the time anyway, uh, got the entry in and got going and whatnot. And just the night or the day before the rally, did the engine not give up on the money? So I rang Mervyn Johnson and he was coming down to scrutiny and he took bits and pieces down that it was needed for and bairns and crankshaft and whatnot. And he worked to maybe one or two in the morning, rebuilding it and putting it back together for me. Uh -huh. And that was that was how I started rally, uh -huh. doing the rally of the Rosses. Yes. Yeah. And I was led to believe, I didn't know this till about the time we were down in uh, Logues and Cranford there for the, the chat. Yes. But the club was 40 years older, but maybe 50 years old, whatever it was. And... Uh, PJ will hear, he informed me that I led the rally after two stages. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I never knew that, you know, uh -huh. but went from strength to strength then after that. And yes. Kept the, kept the money then for, what did I see, probably three years maybe. Uh -huh. And I bought a Lotus Cortina then off PJ will hear and went and done the Circuit of Ireland with it. Uh -huh. And uh, we finished the Circuit of Ireland, but not very far up in the results because the head gasket went and we just nursed it over. You know? Uh -huh. So that was the beginning, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So that probably took me up then. I sold the, I sold the, I sold the, the money and I bought, uh, I think I bought, uh, no, I, bought, I sold the Cortina and then I bought a BMW of Derek McMahon. Oh, right, and yes. I rallied it for a while. Uh -huh. There's a story about that too. <laughs> I, and uh, we've got ready for the Donegal rally, but there was a crowd in London and they used to look after all the BMWs at the time. And they called them Auto Extra. And I sent the car over to them and get them for, to be ready for the Donegal rally and went over and collected and took it back. And lo and behold, maybe a, a day or two days before, it, did the same thing not happen. Lost the oil pressure in the engine. and rang them up and told them the story and everything and your man says, leave it with me I'll be back to you. He came back to me then, we'll say within maybe a couple of hours, and he says to me, is there any place beside you that we can land a small plane? And I says, right. And he says, and I says, well, I, I don't really know, to be quite honest with you, you know, I would need to check it out. Well, he says, our intention is, he says, there's three of us going over and we want to rebuild the engine for you. And he says, but we're coming over in a private plane and if you could get someplace that would be close to you, that we could land the plane. So I went away and I would start looking and whatnot. And there's a place not far from me, they call it Marigallon, this in Guido. Mm -hmm. 
uh-huh. and uh, there's a golf course just beside it. And I was talking to somebody, and they said that he could land planes. There were boys who was landing private planes down there. Right. So we went down anyway, and it was kind of maybe getting dusk in the evening, and we lined the the the, the, the the grass place on each side with the lights of the cars and they landed over and they repaired the car <laughs> and we started the rally. <laughs> so that was another episode of your life. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, too many planes about Donegal in the early 70s, you know, thought, you? <laughs> that's true now, that's honest to God and I couldn't believe it when he said they were going to come over, you know, because somebody else would say, oh, it's too late now, we can do nothing for you. No, uh-huh. Fair enough, they were fair enough they did come over, you know. That was brilliant. So then I went then and I bought a Mark 1 uh, RS2000 to be, it was a, a Russell, it was an ex Russell Brooks car, a uh-huh. Tour of Britain car, and I bought that of uh, Cahill Corley. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he took the BMW off me. And I rallied it then for maybe two years or three years or something like that. I just can't remember. Uh-huh. And uh, then I went and what did it? Oh, I, and in 1977 then, I had a, I bought a Magnum, and it was an ex James Hunt car, right? Tour of Britain car as well, uh-huh. and I bought it a Freddie Patterson, and uh, they all set to do the rally. And the next thing, my father took on, and he died, and I, I didn't do the rally that year. And I gave the car then to a good the the, the fellow I told you about the Lotus Cortina PJ will hear, uh-huh. and he done the rally, and he had an accident with it on the horn head, right? And he went down to the rally, so. After that, then the car had to be repaired, and uh, I thought the only place that it would be to go with it would be to SMT in Perth. Uh-huh. And they were the, they ran Jimmy McRae's Magnum at the time, sure, yes. uh-huh. so I went over and uh, I went over there, and uh, they uh, took the car in and repaired it and everything else. And the next thing, I took the car home and. It couldn't handle it all. It was terrible to handle them. I rang them up and then they said, well, you know, it should be okay, but I was not to get back and we'd just check it out. And they discovered that there was something wrong with the left back side of it and they couldn't get it to, you know, to square it up. Yeah. And uh, they kept me for, it must be for four or five days in Perth, thinking they could fix it every day and they didn't. Uh-huh. So, when, you know, when you're in about the garage, you'll be walking about and the next thing I went out to the back and I seen Jimmy McRae's car there. And the next thing I asked your man, would they be interested in selling it? And he says, God, I don't know. He says, you need to live it with me for a wee while. And I came back. We, I stayed there that night then. And the next day, they came up and he says, we will sell it to you. And I bought that then. And I took that back and I rallied that for a good while. Yes. And I had great, you know, I never had no bother with it. It was a terrible arrival car, but it uh-huh. was a totally different car than my first Magnum yes. altogether. It was uh, a ZF gearbox, it was all different. It was an Xbox car. So a, a proper, proper it was one of the best cars you could get, you know. Uh-huh. So I kept that then for a long time then. And uh, Derek McBahan and Robert Ward, they bought two sunbeams. Mm-hmm. Two liter sunbeam push rod sunbeams at the time, and they were very successful with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to be talking to Derek one day, and he said he would sell it, and I bought the, the sunbeam off him. Yeah. And uh, I went to I went to I went to Donegal, and I went to the Manx at that year. Uh-huh. And uh, there was another fellow with me going to the Manx. We went over four or five days early, and uh, a fellow by the name of John Joe Boyce, and. 
I think we finished maybe eighth that year in it. Now. Right. And uh, we, had a, we had some time when the whole crew and everything, I must tell you the story, you know, we'll yes. mention no names, we'll mention no names, but when, when they look at it, they'll be afraid to see what's he going to come out with now. <laughs> but uh, the, the whole crew landed over, we'd say the weekend of the rally and whatnot, and we're out and about and whatnot, and one of the boys had a bit of misty manners, and uh, the police were called, and we, oh, they were, they were but well fun about it because at that time they were using the birch on yeah. the Isle of Anne. That's you know, right. this, is the punish, this is the punishment, you see. Uh -huh. So uh, we, were, we were telling them that he would maybe get 20 lashes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next thing, a, a local politician of mine, he's from the town here, a fellow by the name of Pat the Cope, and my brother-in-law, Fred Sweeney, they landed over to the rally because Pat the Cope worked in the fishing business on the Isle of Anne. And he always, yeah. wanted, he, he always wanted to go back. Mm -hmm. So um, he landed over anyway, and the next thing we were telling him of the episode, leave it to me, he says, I'll talk to the, the powers that be, and we got it squashed, and there were no problem about it. <laughs> you saved so, the pup. <laughs> so that was that, we saved, we saved your man the pup anyway. And uh, I think then, and, um, what did I see then? Uh, did he go all the same year? I think we finished sixth overall with the Sunbeam. Good, uh -huh. you know, good, good results with it, you know. Yes. Then there was a rally up just outside of Mount Charles. My brother was sitting with me, and uh, a massive accident there. Right. I don't know how. I don't know how we walked out of the car, but have you seen the car? It was just pieces, you know. Went off on a crest and it went up the road, the freeway, and anyway, and uh, a car to be reshelled after that, uh -huh. and. Uh, what did I do then after that? Reach, I think. Then I sold the car. I sold the car, the car after that then, and I bought the first RS1800. Yes. And that was from John Cotter's car down in the Downings. Oh, from the Downings, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think it maybe finished seventh, was it? In Denny ah, or something? Uh -huh, that yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, that would be late, yep. That would be, uh, be uh, 1980s, correct, Kevin. Uh -huh. uh, but before. Not long after I had the car, the engine went in it and, and uh, I went over to Northampton and you wouldn't do it now. And I went over to Northampton and took Cosworth and took back all the butts in a bag on the plane and, and uh, got away with it no problem at all. You know, no customs living at that time. So, yes. you know, that was another part of the story. You know? <laughs> but uh, I didn't do very much with that car. And then mm -hmm. the... Monty Car came available then. Yes. Of Bertie and I bought it then and that uh, was my first outing and that was Donegal. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were coming through the Melton and uh, a wee part in the steering rack broke and it had no steering and it ran in against the wall and it was out of the rally, you know, nothing serious, you know. No, but just enough to I put me out. Of the, I just put me out of the rally and then mm -hmm. uh, I remember Waiting to after the rally, and and they came. And Sydney Meek then came, and Bertie and they looked at the car and said, "Well, we need to reshare it. It's you know, it's not. It's it was so light the car itself. The steel was so light that I mean, and that you just you know, it, it was any notes at all? That's right. And I probably done a lot of work before with Waldegard and all them boys, and then, you know, and that was you know, it was uh -huh. maybe the shell was needed to be reshelled anyway. Uh -huh. So I remember at the time. Bertie said, well, he says, you're only after buying the car. He says, I'll go half or so in the shed. I thought it was very nice. Oh, it was very genuine, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, and uh, then we went from strength to strength in that car there. Uh -huh. 
that was that was the one that took us to the nineteen eighty three. Yeah, and you won um, Sligo in that car too, then. Didn't I did. The one that I won Sligo with my brother, and that. Yeah. Yes, uh, that that's was, right. That was your I'm first right. one. That was what eighty. That's right. Uh, eighty one. Uh, that was eighty one too, wasn't it? Really? That's correct. Uh, that's right. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, there was another episode about that. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Not now, but I had terrible fear of thunder and lightning. Right. Oh, really, really, really a terrible fear of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I remember just after the rally, maybe I think it was just at the finish of the rally, it started thundering lightning, and I couldn't stay for the prize game and had to go home. <laughs> and I left John. I left John to pick up the prize, and that's that's the truth. That yes. time, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You just couldn't. Uh, just made you so nervous, didn't you? Just couldn't take it at all, you know. And, right. and even you know, I would be that bad that I would have to go to bed with it, you know. Right. You know the sweat yes. would pump out of my hands, you know. Uh -huh. But just a uh, complete phobia or fear or whatever. That's the way it was, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. overcome it at all. Uh -huh. So that that's what happened then. And yeah. uh, uh -huh. then we went to the Donegal Rally and yes. you know, you, you probably know spot yourself about it as I know about it. <sighs> but we just we, we, we muttered away all, all weekend and we had stayed out of trouble and the rest of the competitors around us had nothing but trouble, and we just happened to be. I think there. you were yeah. still at their heels too, like uh, uh, you know. Ah, we were all, we were fighting with their times and everything, but yeah. you know that you know you need to be honest about it. A Faustin hadn't to get bothered, or a Bertie hadn't to get bothered. I don't uh -huh. think we would have won the rally, you know. No, but that's suppose that is rally, and if everybody stays in, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you finish first part of the game, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, that's it. You have to finish the one. Uh -huh. So like, uh, that must have been phenomenal, like. Did you know, did, did, you even, did you even think at the time, like I'm the first Donegal man to do this, was that even it, it, I remember, I remember we were at the, the, the presentation and, and it was in the, in the Golden Grill at the time. Uh -huh. And I remember we were standing at the counter of the bar and who was there but John Lyons. Right. And he was after running it twice. Yes. And we were talking about it and he says, you must be over the moon. And I said, to be quite honest with you, John, you know, probably I don't realise what had really happened to me, you know. Mm -hmm. I says, you know, maybe, you know, the other boys, maybe they should have won it and whatnot. He said, that's not the way to look at it. He says, the many days that they, they, their day will come for the two as well, you know. Uh -huh. And he says, enjoy, enjoy it when you have, have won it. And then after that, the hype that came was unbelievable after that out of it, you know. Uh -huh. Cabin cage, there was everything and whatnot. But of course, it was, yeah. it was nice to win it, you know. Uh -huh. yeah. And like, like that was a, a, a long rally that weekend too. You had 34 stages. Oh, we keep talking about that now, you know, it's unbelievable uh -huh. the rallies that was going then. Uh -huh. I remember the Circuit of Ireland starting on a, on a yeah. Friday and not finishing that on a Tuesday. Yeah, right. and like Monday, you started early Monday morning and drove through to Tuesday lunchtime. Like it was... No question about it, it was uh -huh. serious what, what the rallies was that time, you know. Uh -huh. And a lot of them just, you know, uh, just single stages, you know, not repeats. Yes. Just, you just, you know, you can't you go in the one direction all the time, you know. Uh -huh. That's right, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, we're going back to here to 83, like, you know, that, that shot of you is coming down in Letterkenny at the oh. Gallagher's Hotel. Like, you know, every man and his dog was there. Like, I have a friend, like, Ian, and, like, that's his claim to fame. Like, he's in that photograph, you know. <laughs> very good, very good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? And see, uh, at that time, Crossview House, just there at the corner where he yeah. was, where we were talking about there, that was just an old derelict building. Uh -huh. And uh, there were thousands of people up on the top of it. Yes. Thousands of people, yeah. Uh -huh. It was unbelievable, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember uh, I remember coming off Atlantic Drive. No, I remember starting Atlantic Drive for the last stage of the rally. No, the second or third last stage of the rally. Uh -huh. And Austin, he was coming very hard. He had bothered, but he got it sorted and he was coming very hard behind me. 
and I remember he came up to the car and we were just ready to start the stage and he says to me, you're going wild hard. And I says, I'm trying to stay out of the way of you anyway, but says, I don't know whether I manage or not. And at that time, there was, on the, the rev counter was a telltale on it, you know, that when you revved it, the hand would stay up. And right. then, you know, the other hand would fall back. And he looked in and he says, you're not revving it to 9-3. And I says, That's, that doesn't tell any lies. And he says, God, he says, you're, you're brave to be revving it to that. And I says, well, sure, if it's going to blow, it'll blow. We just uh-huh. try and keep it going, you know. Uh-huh. I remember coming off Atlantic Drive then and when we got to the end of it, you could still see in the shot on the, on, on the camera, uh, Seamus turning around and looking behind him to see was Austin coming. And the next thing he kept looking and kept going. And he says, we're up on him, we're up on him. And uh, the next thing he says, oh, there's something far wrong. He says, uh, it's 30 seconds now has passed, he still didn't come. And the next thing we discovered that he had three punctures on the one stage. Sweet. So uh, three yeah. punctures, he probably clipped the wall and uh-huh. took out the stones and probably clipped the back wheel as well as the front wheel, you know. Uh-huh. So, Yes. So that was that was the, that. Then we can. It was within our own grasp then to after uh-huh. that to get to the finish. So we got to the Kenny anyway, and, and uh, we started kind of down, you know, in the middle of the town, mm-hmm. and you came out onto the main street and you went left down the main street. But I remember suddenly making them was all there at the start of that stage, and suddenly came over to me and he says, "Now listen, me boy," he says, "No showboat, no showboat, none here." <laughs> He says, the rally's yours, he says, and just, you know, make sure that you get through the town nice and handy. Uh-huh. But sure, you know, with, with crowds like that, you know, I, know. Mm-hmm. And and I remember coming out onto the main street and just filling the street with the car and then went down. And down, as we say, down at the bottom of the town now where uh, the Chinese is, Tin Tais. Yes. There was uh-huh. no roundabout there that day, uh-huh. that time, you know, and I remember going down there and follow the road with the car. <laughs> the, next, the, the next thing, did, did we not have... We had the curb on the back, one of the wheels. Um, I remember Shears getting it, and he, he hit me hand so hard on the arm, I'll never forget it. He says, what are you at? Take your time. And then, sure, you've you seen the rest of it coming down the town in a big oh. junction, and I'm with the first out the one. The, yes. Uh, it was brilliant, you know. It's brilliant now when you have, have time to look back at it all. Yeah. I suppose at the time you're just in the moment, you know. You know. Like, oh, that's totally, totally focused on what we're doing, you know. <laughs> But yeah. it was gorgeous, I don't want it, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. But it's, I tell you, they're so hard to one, Kevin. Oh, yeah. No matter, no matter what, you know, any, you talk to anybody about one of them now, uh-huh. we talk about Manus now, I mean, Manus was something else himself, yes. you know, I mean, uh-huh. it was terrible what happened to him. But uh-huh. we, I won it once, he won it three times, uh-huh. you know, which is a phenomenal thing. Yeah, and never, like, you know, never, like, the first year he fought, by, you know, from being in a field, Back exactly. Back. That's yeah. right. You know, uh-huh. finish your day is your day, and that's the way it is with rallying. And then know? that the second one <laughs> against Donna, like, both of them just netting each other for whatever. All the time. 19, that's right. 19 stages, you know. Just, that's right. Uh, uh-huh. That's right. Definitely, you know. <gasps> but uh, and then the the t- the think was it was it the second time or the third time that he was fighting with Pete Cronin. And the, the first he, time, yeah, yes, I like it. Uh, and he bet him, I bet him down in Fanet oh, yeah, uh-huh. in the last stage of the rally. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. never led the rally until that coming off. Until the... that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know they are they're very they're very 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 difficult to win. Yeah. Yeah. Any rally is hard to win, but the internationals is really hard to win. Aye, and yeah. Donegal has has, has that wee bit of a magic about it as well. Well, I tell you, it's a real specialist event. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, We'll come to it now in a wee minute when we were doing it in 1990. But uh, 
Well, go on then. We'll just see what we do after right, the, after the three. Oh, there you go. That's one of them too. Like, so I did die. Again, another ex-birdie car again too. So that's right. I it was uh, the bowling Satini car. It was bought in London off bowling Satini, and he took it home and he 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 drove it on the DIL nine nine nine, and he sold it to a fellow up in Belfast then, and they decided that it might be time to move on. And at that time, James Cullen, he was interested in me. Mark two, so uh -huh. we made a deal, and I went up and bought that then, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and rallied that for a while, you know. Yes. And uh, I had a, a massive accident with it in Lurgan Park, right? And I uh, and uh, had to get it reshelled. Uh -huh. And, and it, was, it was before the Circuit of Ireland, and uh, suddenly he went to Opel in uh, Germany looking for a new shell. Mm -hmm. And they were in the Mantis at that stage, right, and it, yes. you know there, there were there weren't very many of them left. Uh -huh. But they told him to go up in the yard and see could he come on something, and he went up and he only got the last one was in it, and they gave me the shell for nothing. <laughs> so so that was a nice gesture. Yes. Too, you know? uh -huh. So uh -huh. uh, so we built that we built that he built that a Skoda then, and he, with the running gear and everything was identical like a Manta in it. Yes. The whole insides of it was all changed to be the same spec as a Manta, but it was in a Skoda. Uh -huh. But that was a very successful car for me. Ah, yeah, uh -huh. I really enjoyed that car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Good rallies in it as well too. You know, yeah. like, um, yeah. you know, we had a great rally on the circuit, wasn't it? Ah, that's what I was just about to say. Eighty-six, uh, yourself and Rory. Yeah. Like, that's right. you know, the first three days, like you were every stage, you were inside the top 12, 15 times, and like yeah. that was the time of like the Group B cars, you had your metros and. You know, the oh, was there and and Hannah, Hannah was in, done it that year in, in, in a quattro. Oh, uh -huh. uh, that's right. Uh, and, uh, and I remember that we talk about Brian Patterson again. And I remember after we'd say maybe the second stage or third stage, I can't remember which now, but he, he was always standing, taking the times, you know, to mm -hmm. give them to us to print out and whatnot. And Rory gave him the time and he looked back and he says, Rory, for sure, is that the right time? And Rory says, that's the time, that's the time of the watch and that's the time they gave me. Mm -hmm. says, that's a that, that's a well quick time and see the like of that at boosts you and you know it gives you the motivation to keep going then uh -huh. and that's probably what happened you know we got motivated when he mm -hmm. told us that yeah, yeah. And, uh, I could think it yeah. showed you weren't just a Donegal specialist either. That's right. Uh, well, then we went down and we we, we led the, the we were leading the Castlereagh Trophy when we made the mistake right. up on the Monday Monday evening, you know. So uh -huh. that was just unfortunate, you know. It's just lack of concentration, not another thing other than that. Right. You know? uh -huh. Mine wandered for a second, you know. Just, uh, just so so simple that them speeds. That's so. That's right. No wild pressure. Nothing. Just just like maybe if the wire pressure, you might be focused more. You know. Uh -huh. Just, uh, just it was one of those things, you know. I was almost disappointed that I didn't won that trophy because it was a nice prestige trophy to win. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could, like, uh, you were, you were well inside the top ten. I think you were like eight or something, weren't you? Like, I think so. They, had, I think yeah. it was around about eight at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then you went up to Donegal that year, and like, just it was seemed to be one of them rallies that just wasn't well, going to really, Everything know? went wrong as you could see. It went wrong, you know. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, but I always had a terrible habit, you know, of, uh, you know, staying in too tight, you know, when you'd be yeah. taking the corner. And we always did in the note, and Rory always would call it, and he would say, don't cut, don't cut. But, uh -huh. you know me, I was going to that wee bit too hard, no puncture, and that was the start of the bother. And, uh -huh. and you know, and then, uh, uh, what happened to this then? Oh, I've seen it after that, what happened? 
But, you know, you still want to finish seventh, like even with all your problems. That we've... I know that. That's right. Uh, uh-huh. That's right. We have. Uh, oh, she went off in a gala. Aye. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, and that was my own fault too, because the the corner before Will Hare's corner, you know, it was, uh-huh. you know, when when you're doing Donegal, you're looking for every second because right. you know the place so well. Uh-huh. And there was there was a. a a slight right-hander just before the left-hander. Uh-huh. And there was a bit of gravel on the inside. And I went in to get the line to take the other corner without coming off the throttle. And uh-huh. in the puncture the back wheel on the right-hand side. Yeah. And the next thing went into the corner and the car spun and down uh-huh. into the dike. And then we had to get out and we had to change the wheel and get, but la- get lifted back out and onto the road again. And you were well off the road too, weren't you? Yeah. Like, we were all well off the road. You know, so we lost a lot of time on there. So, But anyway, that's, that's life. Yeah, but I, I like to still finish and say, you know, like, I think I was seventh overall at the finish. Like, you know, it was a good result for Exactly, for the way the thing went, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, 87, so, you know, a big year rally for you. Because, like, normally you're only doing maybe two, three rallies a year. Like, that was all I could afford to do at the time, right? to be quite honest. I thought the work commitments are what I know, too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then in 87, I decided maybe, you know, I'd like to give, give the championship a shot, you know, to uh-huh. get, you know, it's nice to become national champion, you know, yes. and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and in 87, I kept put, put my mind to it, you know, and uh, we were very victorious at the end. Right? Yeah, that, that was a fantastic year, like, you'd done, like, three yeah. rounds of the Tarmac Championship, and you were top five in each of them, like, you were fifth Donegal, yeah. second in Cork, and fourth in Clarny, and then, like, in the national rounds, you won one of them, you know, the Harvest, and Balna, and then second in Galway and Stone Throwers. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that was phenomenal year, rallying, wasn't it? It was a great. That was that was the best year for results. Definitely was, you know. Uh-huh. Definitely was. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy with that one. Uh, as you say, to win the national championship is no mean feat, either, you know. It's uh, lovely to win it now. Definitely, it's uh-huh. nice to win it, you know. And as I say, you need a terrible lot of luck to win it too, because you know you're doing so many rallies, and you know you're just you know you're mm-hmm. playing with fire, can you know, all the time. Just worked out good for us. Thank you. you need a reliable car, you need the speed. That's what it's all about, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's right. And especially a privateer, you know, it's very hard, you know, to keep rebuilding the car all the time, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've been on with it, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I was chatting to Rory, and Rory says, like, he was sitting with you that year, but he had to go and do the RAC. So he didn't That's correct, aye. <laughs> That's right. He was he was with Richard Hall. That's how that <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Kiley, he, a friend of his, he got him for me and and, uh, uh-huh. and he sat in and he was oh, he done brilliant. He did yes. yeah. <laughs> But I was lucky down throughout my whole career, to be quite honest with you, Kevin. I always had very good men sitting on beside me. Uh-huh. You know, and you know, and the like of Seamus McGettigan and the like of Rory and Dermot O'Gorman sat with me in Cork and Kylie sat with me and, you know, all good. And every one of them had fantastic memories, uh-huh. you know. They, they, they would remember, you know, what you would need to, you know, if you went over the stage once, they could nearly tell you what it was like the second time, you know. And that's very important, you know, when uh-huh. they're rallying, you know, to have somebody that's comfortable with, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I suppose there's much confidence coming from the guy beside you as, as you as well. Oh, that has to, it has to work, you know. The whole, co- the, 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 the whole coordination has to be perfect, you know. Other than that, you know, the smoothness goes out of it if that doesn't happen, you know. So, uh-huh. you know. Is there any hesitation or anything? That's right, that's right, that's right. And I remember going down, to, we, we were doing the circuit of Kerry, and... Uh, we were, I think we were leading by maybe two minutes or two and a half minutes to circuit of carry that day. 
And we're going from, we'll say, the third last stage, and, and uh, from the third last stage to the second last stage. And we're on the road section, and the next thing there was a guard, and he stopped us, and they asked for his license, and I showed them license and everything else. And that time they were after to get out the thing in the south that you had to have the, the insurance certificate on the one screen of the car. Uh -huh. Yeah. And he looked at it and he says, you have no cert, he says, on the one screen, no dusk. And I says, well, this is a rally car and the club insures the, the, the insurance for the whole of the, of the event. And uh, if you want me to show the cert, I can get it off the club and show it in the barracks. And he says, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about, he says. This, you're supposed to have a disc on the one screen. And I says, well, it doesn't apply to rally cars. Oh, he says, it applies to everybody. And me and him was bickering maybe for maybe 10 minutes at this stage. Uh -huh. you know? The next thing Rory says to me, we need to go. He says, we're going to be late if we don't. And I says, well, whatever you're going to do, do it anyway. I need to go out and check down the details. And, well, you would think when we went into the next stage, you cut me two arms off me. Right. And the whole coordination was complete rubbish. Uh -huh. And I remember Rory saying to me, maybe after, maybe a two mile in, he says, you need to gather yourself. You're all over the place, you know, just, you know, set yourself down now and uh -huh. gather yourself. And there's no good, I couldn't. And the next thing, I had a, around this corner too fast and had a barn and wrote the car off. Yeah. Just for some thick yard that was just trying to... Well, that was just, you know, simple thing that should never happen, you know. Oh, uh -huh. But it's one of those things, yeah. Mm -hmm. the joy you have to live with, have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, have to live with it. Yeah. So, um, 88, so another change of car, again, back to an expert Fisher car, the Manta. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, um, was there a huge difference in the Manta and the Skoda? Ah, the were there was a wide difference in them. They definitely the world. Uh -huh. the, the, the Skoda was a great car, surely, yeah. but see the Manta was totally different over bumps. Uh -huh. Oh, there was bumps doesn't phase it. Right. It was fantastic over bumps. Yeah. And uh, and I, I rallied that then for maybe a year or so. Uh -huh. And decided maybe after that might give it up altogether. Right. <laughs> uh, and and uh, let's see when. Like, um, you know, like, uh, you done Galway that year, but you were just plagued with, like, punctures. You'd, you'd... Oh, that's right. That's, now you're taking it back to me now. Exactly. That's what happened. Uh -huh. uh, Galway was the first event with it. And uh, I remember we're down on them. The first stage, you got two punctures <laughs> in the first stage with the rally. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was kind of out of it at that stage then because you had lost too much time, you know. Uh -huh. But we were motoring away and motoring away. We came into the service area the next, then after that, and... and Somebody rang me, or somebody told me that a very good friend of mine had been killed off the Mayo Coast in the trawler. And I, I used to fish on the trawler myself, and, and, we're, and when the trawler was being built, I used to go to Cove where it was being built, and we, we spent numerous days together, and he was uh -huh. a very, very good friend, and I says, Rory, this is far enough. Yes. Going home. We need to go home to this. Uh -huh. So that's exactly what happened to him. That's right. There's more important things sometimes in life. Oh, that's right. That's right. You have to put things in perspective, do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just then, yeah. Yes. Then I went to Donegal then that year, and like Lovell and James Cong were just in the league of their own. But you and Bertie had oh, a good there was, they, 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 they were They were out of sight. Bertie had the, that was the beginning of the Sierras. Uh -huh. and Bertie had the Sierra that year. And, yes. And, uh, and uh, Seamus Boyle sat with me then for that, for the, I think, 89, uh -huh. 90, 91 for those three years. Uh -huh. And uh, 
we had we had a good we had a good cut with him on, 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 uh-huh. on, on that rally, you know. Yeah. I think that wasn't it funny. The the uh, the schooner that you had sold to James, you had bought off Bertie. Well, you know, it was that's the right. three cars. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's the way it worked. Uh, that's uh-huh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like you can see the way you speak about Bertie and the fact you bought the three cars off. There was a great respect for Bertie Fisher there too, was there? Oh, unbelievable! No question. The right word. We got on the like house and fire, you know, because. Sydney Mick, he was the man that prepared the cars all the time, and you know, the two cars are prepared identical at all times, you know. And uh, we had great rivalry between us as well, you know. I mean, yes. when we, once we got into the two cars, you know, the, the, the friendship went out the window, and it was every man for himself then, uh-huh. you know. It's, and, uh, and it was great, we got on terrific, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, I went to the car 20, I think, one time, and uh, I think it was the first stage of the rally, in fact. And uh, Coleman, he went off first, and then Bertie went off, and Austin, he went off, but he got back out again. Well, that's right, they went off in the same corner, wasn't they? That's right, uh, and uh, we came along, and Bertie was out in the middle of the road, and him waving me down, and I knew the way it was going on, you know, it was a serious, you know, so uh-huh. we, we got caught, you couldn't stand the road, there were oil or something on it, and we just happened to get round nice and handy anyway, uh-huh. and uh, me and Austin then battled it out to the end of the rally. That's right, that's right. that was yeah. what, that was uh... Eighty-seven, it would have been a thing, wouldn't it? Been because Coleman wasn't the BM that year, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, I see another thing here that I had written down. I just wrote down a couple of wee notes here and there. Uh, I remember in, in eighty-seven in Galway with the Scona, met a tractor coming the opposite way. Chris, <laughs> on the stage. I, that's right. Happened to me twice, in fact. Uh, I remember being in Sligo one year too. And uh, a good luck, it was you know, on the White Line Road, big wide White Line Road. Uh-huh. And uh, I met a boy, an old man coming in a Morris Minor. <laughs> that <was it> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, it must be a very frightening experience, that too. Like. It has, but see, if you're running first car in the roads wide, you know, because you're, you know, you, 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 you just have to get it into your mind that, that there is nobody on the road, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, it's when you're when you're running four or five cars back, you know, at least the road's been cleaned for you and that, you know. Uh-huh. But if you have any, if, that's why a lot of boys don't like running number one on the road, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, it tells us it's a frightening experience. Now, yeah. uh-huh. Happen, it was happened to, to meet the two of them in the right place and able to get around them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nearly like the time that Bertie lost the brakes at the junction and had to go through all the people, uh-huh. you know what I mean? He just happened to be in the right place at the right day. Ah, yeah, it was just it was a wide enough area. That's right, uh, to let him through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I, I, after the yeah, Donegal, you went on again, another one in Sligo, and then uh, third, as you say, then Cork that year too. Right? So, that's correct, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yourself and James McDavid, did you, did you just, Swap cars, or what? <laughs> you know, there was a change of cars. He had your car and you had his car. I'll tell you what happened there. <laughs> we were at a wedding. Rory's wedding, in fact, I think it was. Right, yes. Uh, we were all at the wedding, and McDade, Pat Kirk, it was, came to me and he says, will you sell the car? Uh-huh. And I says, well, I hadn't thought about selling the car, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, if you're ever selling it, he says, give me a shout. And I said, that's okay, no bother. So in the meantime, the next thing then was, McDade must have heard that Pat Kirk was buying the car. Or he, I think he heard maybe that Pat Kirk bought the car, but he hadn't the car bought at this stage. Yes. So he, he, he says to Kirk, you know, would you sell Bonner's car? And Pat Kirk says, 
I don't know whether I will or not. And the next thing was, uh, McDade must have found out then that Kirk hadn't the car bought. Yeah, yeah. So he approached me and he asked me, he says, would you be interested in selling the car? And I says, well, maybe I would. But, you know, I was thinking about giving it up anyway, to be quite honest with you. And uh, I said to him, right, I said it, and I sold the car to him then. And then that left me without any car. And I'd done maybe a year, maybe, or not a year, maybe eight or nine months without a car. And uh -huh. I actually feet again for 1990. Yes. And I rang Vincent Mead. He was after buying James McDade's other car, the car that he had. Yes. And uh, went down and, and uh, rang him up and made a deal. And John went down and collected the car and took the car back. And I think he won Monaghan, was it? Uh -huh. That year. Yeah. And then we took the car to Sydney's. And Sydney says, with this car, he says, we need to strip it from front to back. He says, it's, uh, it needs a terrible overhaul. And I started, and I remember myself, I was up maybe, maybe over four or five weeks, I might have been in mix, maybe about seven or eight times, ten times maybe, just looking at how it was going and what the development and everything else. And the next thing, we landed with the car down to the, the, the scrutiny for the, 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 the Donegal rally. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I didn't even get a run, I got into it at the Port Bridge and I drove it up to scrutiny. And I went from that to Park Fair, and that was that was the year of the big battle. <laughs> I would need to, need to go to say that's the one that I should have won. Yeah, I definitely should have won that one. You know? uh -huh. But the previous year, I done it in in lightweight car, uh -huh. and didn't finish. Uh -huh. I broke the rotor arm on Cashel McGore, right? uh -huh. and uh, that was okay. Then I done the bat the battle started then between the two BMs and me, uh -huh. and. Uh, I think on the half of the first stage, he was leading it by three seconds. Yeah, I like was really, motiv really motivated that that year, and I had a lot. You know, I lost a lot of weight before that as well, and it I probably helped. Great, great, keep fit, uh, regime the and that, I'd, uh, before the rally, and as much as happened. But with part, I remember when there was a rally when we were up in Killy Beggs, and and uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I had the Manta. Mm -hmm. And I could, I could hardly get out of the car and get into the car. It was that heavy, you know? Right. And uh, it was affecting me breathing and everything else, you okay. know? So I took myself aside anyway, and I, I was actually 19 stone too right. when I started. And I took myself down to 13 stone too. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was, that was, that was a, a difference to me, to me, to me uh -huh. health as well, you know? But uh, I remember going to, to, to uh, down to Cork, I think it was, it was uh, West Cork, mm -hmm. and uh, Austin was down at the Black BM at the time, mm -hmm. and he was using big nine-inch wheels or something like that on it, but they were going to do the circuit, and they weren't allowed, it had to be eight-inch wheels on the back of it, you know? uh -huh. so he, we started away anyway, and the next thing, we started taking time out of him, and uh, we're, uh, we're leading for a good lot of the time, myself and Rory, and the next thing, he came into service, and says, boys, get off them wheels. Get on them big wheels on to <laughs> So uh, we're, we're going very well. We're leading it, and 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 uh, I think the first stage on the on the last day was uh, ring, and uh, I would say we're maybe a quarter way into ring. We didn't the car go off a cylinder, right? And Austin caught us, and we finished maybe fifty seconds or something like that behind. Uh -huh. You know.
Yeah. But uh, it was all part of the fitness regime yeah. that time, you know. Aye, and like West Cork at that time too, you know, you did, so it was around uh, that uh, British National Championship. Oh, it was, aye, that's right. Uh, they they, they used to get a great entity from across the water and that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But didn't they? They did, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. a nice, nice event to be doing so well on too. Like it was a oh, aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I remember, I can't wait to see when... Uh, um, Oh, uh, 1985. Uh-huh. I remember doing the the Rally in, in, in Scona, uh-huh. and they were they used a stage called Glendone. It wouldn't be that far from me altogether now, maybe about six or seven miles up the road, uh-huh. and it was twenty kilometer stage. And that was the year that Tony Pond came with the first, that was with oh, the, the metro, metro. Yes. that was the first of the metros, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember starting that stage and uh, I remember catching Phil Collins, so I'd say maybe, maybe about four kilometres at the end, we couldn't get past, the road was that narrow, you know. Yes. But uh, we finished, uh, Pond, he took nine seconds out of his arm and his average speed was 104 point something mile per hour and ours was 98 point something miles per hour over the stage yeah. yes never uh, yeah never forget you must that. have been flying that like oh it was, it was, was yeah, like, it was have you if you lost a bit of time like you probably lost easily well, that, you know, well that's what i'm saying you know you know uh-huh. you know but i remember coming off the stage and then father was all apologetic about it and everything else and nothing could do about it uh-huh. but the two headlights of the grill living was broke in the front of the car with the stones coming up from them uh-huh. yeah yeah it was a good battle that year uh-huh. too, yeah because I, I remember Pon retiring that year and uh, uh, Plum Tindall interviewing him. And yes. The, the, the throttle had jammed open and Plum says, oh, you know, that would that be dangerous. Yeah, it was geared yeah. for 147 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. That. That's right. Yeah. Just yes. Pon, just, you know, very, he was this very sort of droll character. In this, you know, that's right. That's the way he went on, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is nice, man, Tony, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it brilliant for Donegal to have the likes of Tony Pond and, you know, Malcolm Wilson a couple of years before it and all? Unbelievable! I mean, it was, it was one of the best. It was one of the best rallies. It still is one of the best rallies in Europe, you know. And uh, to get with them boys, we, we were. It, it follows that if you won the rally, you're usually number one the next year, you know. That's right. And yeah. the reason we weren't number one in '84 was because Malcolm Wilson was a seated driver, uh-huh. and we were running behind him. But it was it was lovely to be run behind the like of the uh-huh. those boys, you know. And it must have been something else to be sitting on your home pipes and like an Audi Quattro or something like that sitting. That's right, in front. And then, you know, at the start of the stages and at the end of them and, and the service and all that, you were having a crack with them and it was, it was really uh-huh. lovely. Yeah, it definitely was. Because yeah. Yeah. that's the one thing about rallying, isn't it? It's such a, you know, inclusive sport. Like, you know, course, the guy at number one can be chatting to the guy at number 101 too. That's no, yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, and they can talk, they can, talk, they can relate to each other yeah. So much so about the rally, you know. I had drove the same back yeah. car or whatever. It's that's not. right, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's yeah. not like football, it's not, you know, the guy playing and crew Parker, you know, whatever. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, we're just I look at 1990 then, uh, as you said, probably the one that got away. Oh, it was terrible. I definitely um, was really, really focused that weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember, you know, there was so little between the three of us for the three days. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable, you know. And I remember on maybe 
maybe midday or mid, mid, around midday on Saturday. I was just, we were after doing Fanet Head and uh, I had maybe, there were a couple of seconds between us, you know, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Seamus and I says, we need, to, we need to get more time in here where we're going to get it, you know. And he says, Jesus, I don't know where we're going to get it because he says we're on the limit, you know. And I says, well, there's one place I think we might get a wee bit of. And he says, where's that? And I says, that's, says, it's the hairpin before you turn right down the hill around the lake. All oh, right, he says. And I says, see, the last time, say, I break before the crest, before the crest, before you go down the, the, to the hairpin. Uh-huh. And I says, I think this time, says, I've went to the top of the crest, says, there might be a second or two. And it was the biggest mistake I made because over, it was too late and I overshot and I lost 19 seconds. Right, yes. You know, and then, you know, for us to be such to close together, I just threw it away by one silly mistake, you know. Uh-huh. But there were enough time left in the rally that I was able to get back at them again, you know. Uh-huh. So I think maybe at seven or eight seconds, or I think maybe seven, uh, that was between us, me going into Cash and the Gore. Uh-huh. Austin, I think, was seven ahead of me, you know. Yeah. And we'd done Cash and the Gore before that, and I think I was five up on it. Right. Yeah. So, but you know, I thought... Were, so you were quite confident. We're, we're going to go for it here, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, we went and we went through the stage anyway. And the next thing, we came down to the junction that I was telling you about the car previous year, what happened uh-huh. to it. And the next thing, lo and behold, with the rope around the bracket was scared. And they... Exact same corner, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, this time there was a fella, there was a, a man that I used to work with from in Kenny Beggs, and he happened to be at the junction, and he was he was mechanically minded, you know. Uh-huh. And they went away looking for a rotor iron. There was always one in the car, but that day there weren't one. Of them. Uh-huh. And they went away looking for one of an ordinary road car, you know. Uh-huh. And I uh, couldn't get it, and he came along, and he got the rotor, and he taped it, and he put it back on, and they went out of the stage, you know. Uh-huh. And we went we went into Port Lake then and, and finished the rally. Probably back to seven or eight because of it. Uh, but like, you know, it's almost hard. It probably costs about two, three euro. Or oh, it, it you know. Uh, if, you, uh, if you open the door, there might be ten in the minute, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, it just was one of those things, yeah. It was a fault in them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, was that hard to take, you know, at the time? Ah, I was devastated that time. I was gutted that time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that said that, you know, after that, I said, that's it, that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think he went, again, maybe went to Cork or something then after that or something. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the four wheel drives were starting to come out then. And I remember Bertie got a, a, a Sierra four wheel drive. Uh-huh. And uh, belonged to an RED in England, had it, and he bought it off them. And Rory was sitting with him then. And uh, oh, taking lumps out of us at every stage then. And I said right. to myself, you know, uh-huh. this, this is getting out of hand now, you know. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Kieran McAllen rang me up and he says, Would you, be, you must have heard it was because you'd have heard probably you said me on that that I was selling the car uh-huh. and I sold the car and I made a deal to sell the car to him. He hadn't collected the car now, but as far as I was concerned, the car was his, you know. Yes. And uh, I was trying then to train, I, would, I always wanted before I left to try and drive a four wheel drive car, you know, mm-hmm. because that was at the peak of my time then and, you know, it was the right time maybe to get into one of them or that. Uh-huh. And I was friendly with that John Price in, in Wales and he had metros at the time mm-hmm. and uh, he had a very good metro and I asked him would he be interested in hiring. He was hiring cars at the time and we made the deal to hire the car um, maybe the week before the rally or something. Um, he told me, no, that he wasn't hiring the car, something else had come up and he wasn't hiring the car. 
So I was there then and I wasn't had no care, you know. Yeah. Here in McAllen heard what happened to me and he rang me up and he says, Vincent, do you want to do the rally in, the, in your own care? And I says, I don't know what the care, you know, it's your care now. He mm-hmm. says, as long as I get the care back the way it's down the garage, he says, I'll be happy enough. And I says, well, maybe I will use it. So uh-huh. then it was kind of late then to go to Sydney with it because he was flat out at other cars. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So there was a boy from Letterkenny by the name of Kevin Harley, and he used to go to all the rallies with us. Uh-huh. And uh, he, I asked him what he prepared at home. And uh, he says, I don't bother. She will get it together somewhere. And uh, we prepared it anyway and started the rally. And I remember it was wet. And I remember maybe halfway through the first stage, or the, maybe three quarters, but Kenny McKinsey caught me and passed me. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I could do nothing with the car. It was, I could get no traction. I could get nothing with it. And uh, next week, I went to service and, and footed about it and whatnot and put it out again. It was still no good. So I came in then and uh, Sydney was there and had a serious chat to him about it. And he says to Kevin, he says, did you, what did you do to it when you were working? Because it was perfect, you see. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I've done this and this and this. You know, he says, you should never have touched that. He says, the whole, that's the whole geometry of the car is all off. And he says, the sad part about it is, he says, I have nothing here. Everything's in the garage. He says, first, put it back to the way it should be. So that was on Friday. So on a first service, then on Saturday, they fixed it. And uh-huh. then we started to go hard after that. Right. Uh, that was in 81. Uh-huh. And you still come back up and finish there, even with That's it. what I'm saying, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And it was, it was, it mm-hmm. was, uh, it was handling like nothing before that. But we no. went back to Thornton, you know. Uh-huh. Of course, when you look back at it now, yeah, we had fair good pace, you know. Mm-hmm. Them boys and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like the, you know, it was an urge there to try four wheel drive too before you stepped away. Pardon? There was an urge to try four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Well, doubt a shade of a doubt. Almost, almost regretted that. Uh-huh. You know, I, I didn't get into a four wheel drive to see what, you know, what uh-huh. would the experience be like in it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. uh-huh. So you stepped away then, that was it, that was that rally over then, in 91, then you stepped away? Yeah, I stepped away, I, I, I kept the car over in the garage, I would say, for six months before, uh-huh. you know, I talked to Kieran about selling it and that, you know, uh-huh. and it lay there and uh, I just, I made the mistake the last time that I sold it and, and had Sold everything with it and I had to go and build the whole thing up again. And I says, I'm really going to make up my mind this time. Is, it, is this the end? Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, and, and Kieran took the car away, and that was the end of it. And I stepped right. away from it then. And I didn't look at a rally car for 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, see if there were a stage at the back of the house, I wouldn't go out near. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I just said, that's it. I'm not, because it's, you know, when you have an addiction for something, you know, yes. it's going off cigarettes so that I can have. See if uh-huh. you take one, you're back on them again. Uh-huh. You know? you and that's why I just, I just stayed away from them, you know. Uh-huh. And then I got busy with the trucks and whatnot and, and it kind of mm-hmm. kept my mind occupied and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 and then that, nothing really happened then. Tell like a phone call from. I'm sorry, but say like oh. from like ninety two or whatever. Come June, was the edge there? Like, but, but you definitely would out of shade. It was there, but uh-huh. you know, if I if I had to go out, I never went near it. If I had to go no. out, it would be the start of it again. Yes. You know, uh-huh. so I stayed away completely for it. I just, I'd ignore it. Uh-huh. Ignore it completely, and then I start 
John started playing, John was playing golf and they used to go down with him and start, you know, learning to play golf. Uh-huh. And it occupied my mind to get away from all that, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, I yeah. played away at golf then for a long time and uh, mm-hmm. still play golf. But uh, then in, in 2011, I got the phone call from uh, Damien Crawford. He yeah. was the chairman of the Donegal Motor Club. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, we're wanting to do something, he says, for the 48th year of the rally. That's just the 48th year. Mm-hmm. And he says, we had a meeting and he says, we were thinking about taking some, you know, a celebrity of some sort to the rally. Mm-hmm. And the committee said, you know, sure. Why the crowd said, our own county, sure, we have two celebrities here in the county. Mm-hmm. So why, 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 why do we not use them? And the next thing he rang me and he says, would you be interested in doing the rally? He says, we'd like to, you know, to do the rally for the 48th year. And uh, he says, uh, we'd probably hire a car for you for and I says, oh God, no, I told says, I, I wouldn't be interested at all in that. Uh-huh. I says, I'm away from that rallying for, for, for 20 years and I, I, I never thought about going back. Uh-huh. He says, good, you know, and you need to think about it for a wee while. He says, just, you know, just don't give me an answer now. Think about it for a while and he says, uh-huh. we'll see what happens. And then I got talking to John, I got talking to Rory Kennedy and I got talking to James McGettigan and we got talking and eventually I made the call back and I says, right, shall we go for it? <laughs> and, uh, then the thing was to get a car to do it. Uh-huh. So we looked at different places for a car. And then Rory says to me, you know, there's a fella up in the, up in the north. He says he specializes in my two escorts building them. Oh, I says, hey, who is it? And he says, he's a fella, he says, by the name of Barry Dan. And he says, uh, you want me to give him a ring to see would he be able to do anything? And he mm-hmm. says, well, you, if you know him, should I give him a ring? So... Maybe a week passed or whatever it may be, and the next thing the phone rang, and who, who was it but Barry Dan himself? And he says, you're thinking of going back, he says, and doing the rally. And he says, well, I wouldn't be doing it. I says, I only have no occasion. It is only a wee run out. That's all I'm looking for, you know. Uh-huh. And he says, well, you should. He says to me, I would have a car. He says, I'd pursue you. He says, if you want to do it. And I says to him, uh, oh, and I says, well, what can you know? Oh, he says, it's a full spec Mark II escort. He says, it's a class 14 car. Uh-huh. And I says, right. And, I, and he says, uh, he says, he says, I'll tell you who owns the car. He says, it belongs to a fellow, he says, in Scotland by the name of Callum Duffy. Uh-huh. And I didn't, Callum Duffy meant nothing to me at the time, you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, right, says I. And he says, you should come up. He says, and we'll have a chat about it. So myself and Rory and John went to Mahara and we, Landed there and we started talking about it then and the next thing we talked about everything. We must have been an hour talking about other things before the car was mentioned at all. Uh-huh. And the next thing he says, come on up here to show you this car. And it was up in the corner, he took the cover off it and it was, oh, it was a fantastic car, no question about it. it was mm-hmm. Everything that you would want was in a Mark II Escort. And uh, I said to him, uh, what kind of horsepower is it? Because now when I got out of a car, it was about 275 brake horsepower. Yes. Uh, he says, they're about 312, and he says, it's a 2.5 option. I says, what? He says, that's, a, that's a serious man. He says, you only think that you get into it. He says, from the cars that you had in this car, he says, it's totally revamped, you know. He says, you were driving a, Z, you know, a ZF gearbox, you know, that just the, the uh-huh. H, you know, the gear change on it and that. Yeah. He says, this is sequential. And I'm like, oh, I says, what? And then he says, no, you... you you pull the lever and then you push the lever. He says, that's how you change gears, isn't it, you know? Uh-huh. And he says, uh, you, you don't clutch it or nothing, you know, it does everything itself, so quite you. 
And Jesus uh, says, I don't know about this can. He says, oh, no. He says, you'll be fine. And don't worry about it. He says, sure. He says, we'll get it ready. He says, and some evening, he says, and you can give us a shout. And you can take it out the road for a run and see how you get on. Uh-huh. So I went up anyway and took it for a run and whatnot. And uh, I says, ah, I was supposed to make get on to it. I was for a wee while to see how it goes. Anyway. Uh-huh. And he says, she come up some other evening. He says, and there's this wee road over here. He says, and we close it off. And he says, you know, it's, it's about two couple of miles, and he says, so that's all you need. So I landed up anyway, and the next thing, it was the call, the, there's a fellow lives on the road, a fellow by the name of John Bug, and then you used to know him very well, way back in my rallying days, and that, yes. you know, a terrible nice man he is. Uh-huh. And uh, they closed the road off anyway, and I went over back a few times, and the, the next thing, then I started to get giddy and started to go a wee bit harder and whatnot. Uh-huh. And the next thing, I came over, just at, at John Bug's house, there's a wee crest, you know, and you can go down into a dip. And the next thing, the car got out of phase on me there. And the next thing, I went up the road, taking the two sides of the road, but held on to it anyway. That uh-huh. didn't go off the road, you know. So by then, we'll stand beside the fellow that works in the garage, Gavin Malloy, and he says, see if this man takes this car to Donegal, we'll never see it. And he says, in the same shape that his son now. He says, <laughs> <laughs> so, but they never told me that, you know, till afterwards. Uh-huh. But uh, the next thing, what I didn't realise till the rally in Donegal was finished, when I was finished with the car, there were power steering in the car. Right, yeah. And that you, you could turn the switch down to make it heavy and turn it up to make the steering light. Right, yes. And they must have had it maybe up three quarters way or whatever. And the steering was so light that when the car got out of phase with me, I wasn't able to get it corrected right. Ah, yes. I was overcorrecting the car, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Because every every car that I drove before that was all, there was no, no power steering. Yes. Uh-huh. And we were talking about Mantis with nine-inch wheels in the front of it and the like of that, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, but uh, that's, that, that was one of the things that, that, that happened. And uh-huh. then we were going very well. We're, you know, mm-hmm. I think maybe after the first day or maybe after the first, maybe second service or something. I think we were up to 40 or something in it, you know. Mm-hmm. We were getting quicker all the time. Yeah, the times were good. They were coming, I starting to come. Uh, and the next thing went down into Nokala and the tight bit at the end of Nokala. And we just got caught out in one of the corners. And uh, I knew I wasn't going to take the corner, so I spun the car. And mm-hmm. put it in back, was just to the ditch, you know. But uh, there was a tree in it and it just put in the back quarter panel a wee bit in it. But the car wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. The car was sitting there and the car wouldn't start, wouldn't start. And then a couple of cars came and then we pushed it down the road and it still wouldn't start. And the next thing I looked down and there was a switch on it for a second pump, petrol pump, and we yeah. flicked the switch away the car went. I, I wouldn't have lost 10 seconds if I had known no. what happened at the start, you know. Mm-hmm. But we had no bother from that to the finish and I really enjoyed every minute of it now. It was class. We really enjoyed going back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just brought back the memories for you, yeah. and say it. Oh, it did. Uh, it was lovely, you know, especially doing a rally, you know, that you knew the stages like the back of your hand yourself because you'd done them so many times yes. over uh-huh. the years, you know. I had to have Shimmers alongside you again and all. That's right, yeah. Oh, well, we were back, me and Shimmers went back a long time. We went back to the time that PJ Will Hare was rallying himself, and that's how we got to know Shimmers. Uh-huh. My brother was sitting with me, and we had a special bond down through the years for four, forty years. In fact, with this whole family, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Carl McGettigan, he used to sit on too, and, and he was he sat with uh, that Robert Moffat from Monaghan, and we used oh. to have the best to crack, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, 
and then there Damien, he's sitting on now himself, and uh-huh. you know we're still all together all the time. So. Oh, yeah, still alive, the, the, <laughs> that, that relationship still going strong. Yep. Well, we, had, we had a great relationship with the McGettigans, definitely had, definitely, definitely yeah. had. Yeah. And then John, your son, got the rally in bug. Um, he did. He <laughs> st- and, and even sorry, go back to yourself too. You done a couple of other rallies then after that. You done Clare and you done the Harvest. Um, well, I'll tell you how yeah. that came about. I got friendly with a couple. I got friendly with a couple of boys up here, uh, and we would all be talking about rallying and whatnot. Uh-huh. And there was a fellow in it by the name of Donald McCall and, uh-huh. and, and Paddy Boyd, and they had a wee crawler between them. Yes. And Donald McCall said, oh, "I always wanted to sit in the rally chair with you." Said, "No, I said, you're too late now. That never happen." <laughs> oh, he says, "We're not too late yet." And I says, "What do you mean?" He says, we'll go down as far as Claire. He says, and she will re- use the Corolla. And I says, yeah, for sure, you're real. Ah, he says, oh, she'll only go down for a day's crack. It'll be no, no big deal. Uh-huh. And that's how it ended up going down there then. And yeah. then when the rally was, after the rally, maybe a week passed, and he says to me, you know, we made, we made a terrible mistake. And I says, what? He says, we didn't get a photograph, he says, of us in the rally in Claire. And I says, what? We never, he says, got a photograph taken, he says, of the, of the two of us in Claire. And he says, sure, we'll do the harvest. And that's how that happened. He wanted to get the photograph. <laughs> and that's how that, that came about. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, again, you know, the times were coming there too. Like, so obviously, well, the no, it, maybe suppose, you know, it's, 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 it's probably going to sudden, you know, to come out. If you probably went back to, you might, you'll definitely not get back to the way we were, you know, no. you'll get back, you know, you'll go fairly hard if you were at the, for a while again, but that's, that's gone past now. Yeah, because yeah. the guys these days, now that pace is phenomenal, isn't it, you know? Like, oh, see at the minute, it's serious pace out there, you know. Yeah, but it's, like, it's not like, you know, when we're doing the 30 and 40 stages, we could pace ourselves, uh-huh. you know, and see, you know, the longer you're in the car, the more. That's what I kept telling John, you know, to train, do as many two or three day rallies as he can, because the often you're in the car and the longer you're in it, you definitely want to get better, you know. I see time. Yes, match, match practice is what they call it, you know. Yeah, yeah, the more you do. So I was going to say that John got into rally and all, so you did offer him advice and try and keep... <laughs> That's right. I told him, you know, to, you know, and uh, well, she probably, I told him, I don't know whether he took it on board, but, but uh, you know, it's, it's, you have to be in the car often if you want to be up with them boys at the minute. Uh-huh. No question about it, you know. Yeah. You'll not sit in for, for half a year and then come out and train, you know, mix it with them. That, that'll not, definitely not happen. No. You don't not bike in your day and like, you probably spent the Friday at Donegal getting speed built up. And that's correct. That's right. That's right. And it was the same doing the Circuit of Ireland and doing the Ulsters and all that. They were all they were all two and three day rallies and thirty and forty or thirty and thirty five stages of them, uh-huh. you know. And yeah. that's you definitely when you, when the rally's finished, you know, you're really really much mm-hmm. to, yes. to go and do it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And then the fitness levels too, like is oh, really now too. Unbelievable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, them boys need to be in the gym all the time, maybe three times a week. You know, to, to you know, to get fit for that, you know. Because now it's a sprint, you know. Yes. From the flag goes at the start, yeah, you need to be on it. Other than that, you'd be left behind, you know. Mm-hmm. I think you were saying earlier you lost like nineteen seconds or whatever with the spin. Uh yeah. you lost nineteen seconds, you're there's nearly no way you'll get nineteen seconds back now, is there? But, not a chance that that'll not happen now, definitely not because you haven't the time to get it back, no. you know. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So you mentioned there, you know, like Seamus and yourself, and also you said that earlier, which meant just want to go back to the, the 77 year, your father passed away. Was he a big yeah. supporter of your rallying too in them early oh, days? Oh, he well, at the start, you know, he thought it was clean off my head to be added. But <laughs> then when it's then when he'd seen, you know, getting results and whatnot, and he would get more interested in them, oh, he was a big, he was a big help, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, your brother Michael too. Oh, he was he was a terrible help. Yes. I, mean, I mean, financially he was a great help because he was sitting in and he was sharing expenses and whatnot, right. you know. So uh-huh. it made a big difference, you know. Uh-huh. And like he was a huge man around Kelly Beggs. Like he put Kelly Beggs. Ah, on that's him. right. Oh. Uh, he used to work. He used to work in Dublin first with uh, an oil company by the name of Barm Oil, uh-huh. and then there came a job up in, 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 the, in the fisherman's co-op in Kelly Beggs, and he applied for it and he got it. Uh-huh. And. Uh, then he, he, he were close beside each other then and he used to maybe go up to be three nights. He lived in Kelly Beggs and he used to go up to be three or four nights a week and we would uh-huh. talk rally and whatnot. And yes. That's how probably it, 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 it uh-huh. evolved then into uh-huh. different different cars and whatnot, you know. Uh-huh. And this and was it, there, the two of us. And did he enjoy the, the co-driving then too as much as you? Oh, yeah, he did. He, he really enjoyed the co-driving, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, he, 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 he loved it, you know. He definitely mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and, and just then skipping forward here now to 2014, uh, yes. Declan won, Declan Brown won Donegal. Oh, that's right. Oh, my neighbour here. Uh, that's he, like, you know, how, how uh, brilliant uh, is that? Like, your own man oh, in your parish. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, he, 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 there's a pub next door to me, they called it the Bayview Bar, uh-huh. and he bought that there yes. maybe a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, he turned it in now to McCafferty's Bar, because he has McCafferty's, he has eight of them now, I think, at the moment, uh-huh. you know. And uh, it's brilliant because I'm talking to him nearly all the time now. He was here when they were repairing it and all that. Uh-huh. But I remember way back when I, I lived, there was a school across where I lived and where he lives now, let you make a ward. And uh, he went to this school and I was only a wee boy at the school. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to have the rally car up at odd time, you know, at the house. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember he used to come down to the wall and he was stand on the wall watching the rally car go away out the road, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's unbelievable, you know. It's your fault. <laughs> but, uh, well, if you were talking to him, I would say he would say it is, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, the year he won, then they had the big cavalcade and the Don Jones colour oh. car up and you're We did, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we, thought it, we thought it would be a nice gesture to do the car up exactly uh-huh. the same as the car that won the rally for me. And, and yeah. uh, we done John's car and painted done the colours and whatnot. And uh-huh. then up we went up. There's a, there's a place that you... That the, there's a big bridge where, that separates, we'll say, the Rosses from from Glenties and that, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, we went up and we were at the end of the bridge, you know, with the two car, with the car, and we took them across the bridge into there was a, a pub in it there, McCready's and all. There must have been five or six other people there, you know. Brilliant. But it was it was nice. It was a nice gesture, you know, for uh-huh. that, for one that, you know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it would mean a lot to him as well too. So. Oh, it meant everything to him. Yeah, we still talk about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. You know, you, you know, saying like Declan used to watch you, you know, like, you know, and even like Donna Kelly as well, too, always says that you're a hero of his, uh, you know, that's Bernard, right, Bernard right. Black and Belgium. That's up. right. Uh, that was another episode. Uh, that, that Bernard rang me up. He rang me up one time and he says, I'm building a manta. And I says, oh, no, we're talking now. What happened before that, there was harvesters and Kenny Beggs uh-huh. and the fellow that sat with John, a fellow by the name of Liam Jordan, Bernard had, had, uh, Leon tortured because he lived beside him to take me up. He was building in a schooner. Uh-huh. And uh, he says, I, I want him to come up. And he says, no, I want him to sit in a schooner. I want to get a photograph and whatnot, whatever. 
And I would, I said, no, I'm not going up there. Forget about that. And the rally was finished anyway, the harvest. And he says, come on, we'll just be safe with your man lived at that time. He says, come on, up we're going. So we landed up anyway, and, and uh, he built this a school. Oh, state of the art, yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, we were talking to him, we got friendly with him and whatnot. And he says to me, you'll take it out sometime. He says, for a run. He says, me, I'll do double O or something. He says, do you know what you'll do now? Say, forget about that nonsense. So say, see that car, the state of his knee, you'll never get it back to that state again if you take it out. It was just, just beautiful car. Yeah. And, uh, but no, he, he took it out anyway. He used it himself a couple of times. And then he sold it to Donna. Uh -huh. And Donna has it now. Uh -huh. And uh, Donna done a couple of rallies in it as well. Yeah. You know, but then I got talking to Donna about it and at rallies. He would talk, go and we'd chat away about it, you know, and I'd be out with John and that. And uh, he would talk then about the mantas and whatnot. And then uh, he was telling me the last time that he's building a new manta himself. Mm -hmm. John Duff, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was the he was he was I was the hero for him too. So yeah, aye, it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's that's, right. You know, some thing for you to have them guys look. You know, yeah, you are the guy right. that got them fired up to go into rallying. Yeah. That's awesome. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's nice to be able to look back at it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Bernard, uh, Bernard Glatton there. Oh, Bernard, Bernard then oh. rang me up then and he, would, he told me he sold the car to Donna, but he was building a manta. And I said, oh, very good. And uh, he would all tell me then. And he had, let's say, maybe three quarters finished. Mm -hmm. And uh, he rang me up and he says, the day job, he says, is on in Donegal. He says, you'll definitely do it with me, he says, in, in the manta. And I says, ah, well, maybe he says, I we'll see it near the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So he was under terrible pressure to try and get it finished. And it only landed at the Deja Vu the night before it was to start. Mm -hmm. And it, they hadn't even taken a run or nothing. It was just put in the trailer to get off at Jackson's Hotel in Balfame, put into the car park. And I went up anyway and met him and whatnot and we went down to the car park and looked at the car. And all the car was beautiful car, class car. And I went uh -huh. So he says, sit onto it there and see how you get on. So I sat on with but at the steering wheel it was about two foot away from me when I was sitting there. I mean me two feet I would say I, I we couldn't get them next or near the paddles. <laughs> so he Jesus says and I says, Can we not move the seat forward? No, he says, that's as far forward as it can go on the rails. <laughs> well I says it's hell up able to drive it of us like this. So I went then and I got a couple of cushions and uh, put it in and no, no good. And then I got a big bag of rags and put it in and I couldn't sit in that. It was too hard. And the next thing, he says, hold on a minute. And he, went he was staying in the hotel and he went up to the room and he took down two pallets and he put one under me and one behind me. I, got, I, managed, I managed to be able to sit with them like that. You know, but that was a lovely experience driving and that'd be the first time back in a manta from the time I got out of it, you know. Uh -huh. It was a yeah. lovely experience. I can think Bernard turned out in the Macklet car, like I've seen Donna's. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was gorgeous car, no doubt yeah. about it. Absolute credit to them and all the guys have done the work on it. And that's, I'm telling you, it has, and especially a car that's that old now to get it all up to that spec now, you uh -huh. know, very hard to get parts for stuff like that. You know? Aye, it's not like an escort or something. It's not no, like, it's not, no, no. no. Exactly, yeah. Uh, that's mm -hmm. right. Parts are so rare for them, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So like, you mentioned earlier there about uh, Donegal Motor Club and all, like, and um, they're fifty years old. And the last couple of years, yourself and Shimas now have been the joint uh, position of uh, president. Like that must give you pride too. Uh, that's right. It is. Uh, well, uh, I was at some. I was at a rally someplace, 
And uh, Brian Brogan rang me and he says, we're looking, he says, for you to become president yourself and Seamus of the Motor Club. And I said, well, well, that wouldn't suit me at all. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. No, he says, you don't have to do nothing. He says, it's just kind of a figurehead, you know. And he says, uh, and he says, you're not let us down. And I says, well, I says, I suppose you were very good to me down through the years and whatnot. And it was supposed to be only right and fit. And he says, says either I'll give something back. So we decided we would do it. And it was a nice honour that to be, you know, president of your own motor club. Yes. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that night in Logues at Cranford, before this whole madness thing, um, yourself and Seamus was up on the stage, and like, there's a very special bond between the two of you. Like, you know, oh, unbelievable, terrible, all together. All we, 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 every time we even speak now, we go back years and years of talking about different things that happened. Uh-huh. But I remember one year we were coming back from the Circuit of Ireland, my brother was sitting on with me at the sunbeam at the time and we broke down someplace way down the middle of the country at night and we had no trader in the hunt and the service van was just you know it was like a chase car at that time you know you could be at the end of the stages so mm-hmm. we had to tow the car back home to the goal but someplace way up in the middle of the country someplace day was breaking and he was a terrible man for tea and uh, he had to get tea all the time so we had to have the, 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 the wee cooker and whatnot or the stove and the van and whatnot and uh, there was a local fella here who used to go to all the rallies way back then, a fella by the name of Cody Cronin and Pat Geller, and they used to always go to the rallies with me at that time because there was no Sydney maker or nothing at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember we stopped anyway and we got out the, the, the stove and got lit up and everything. And I remember Cody had, the, had the, the kettle and he felt the kettle and put it on the stove. And the next thing, a bang. The kettle went about 50 foot up in the air. He thundered with petrol instead of water. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I'll never forget that night to the day of day. We thought we were up. That was a bomb. <laughs> well, it was a really funny, funny experience. No doubt, it was. That's right. Yeah, that's why it happens. You know. so I, like, Some of my memories, you know, you go back through the years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it was the social side of the rallying too. You, you obviously enjoyed all that too. Like it wasn't. Just... Oh, to the mentally, all immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, with most maybe it's different now. You have to be serious, but back then we weren't. We weren't half as serious as the people mm-hmm. are now about it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've made friends for life out of it, obviously, too. Oh, no question about it. No question about it. Lots of people there that I would never have ever met without, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what, you know, would you love to step into like a world rally car now or an R5 car or whatever, just to see what they're like? Is, is the next there now or are you just... Well, the no, I would love to drive a four-wheel drive car. Not, I wouldn't like to drive a four-wheel drive and go to a rally or something no. like that. But I would just like to get in to see the experience of it. Yes. You know, with with the, with the, the amount of talk to someone and whatnot now compared to what we were used to. Uh-huh. You know, and the way that just the way they lead the line and, and the brakes to some of them and everything. I remember myself and John maybe two years ago now we went up to watch the Ulster Rally, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was our five cars we were watching. It was the beginning of them. And uh, we were standing at a junction up in the hill. And they came down the road to our right and then down to the junction, which was maybe about 300 or 400 yards down from us. And then they came up and passed us. But see where they were coming down to the junction. I was amazed at the way they could stop the car. I, there's no way we could stop a car when we were driving them in that distance. <laughs> It's just unbelievable the brakes is on them cars. Yeah, I, 
and for that, the like of that reason, I would like to just, you know, to get on. Experience it, yeah. Myself and Declan talked numerous times about it, and he would tell me, come up to the shade and take a look down the road and that. Uh-huh. Never seem to get that far. Never, never happened yet. Yeah. That, you know, but no. really, it might happen. You never know. Uh, never say never. <laughs> no, never say right. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Vincent, I think that there's is a nice place there to, to wrap up, isn't it? I, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight now to... Not at all, and any time at all, not at all. I would, I would, I would, as long as somebody wants to share it with me, I have no problem, you know, letting them know what happened down through yeah. my life and whatnot. You know. uh-huh. Yeah, you have all, the best of memories, very, very few bad ones, I'd to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And some yeah. lovely stories there, so uh, yeah, well, take the time now. Yeah, that's well, great to all together. It's right. lovely to be able to speak to you like that. That was Vincent Bonner and myself, Kim Gundinning, talking about Robert. I hope you did enjoy it. If you did, and you're, can you please like and share? Uh, you can share across all different social media platforms. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, can you please rate the podcast? We'd greatly appreciate it. Until the next time, take care and speak soon.